0: Welcome to the Product Business Podcast. This is your number one podcast for the tips, actions, and insights to make more money from your products while enjoying your life. I'm your host, Amy Wenslow. Let's dive right in. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to our new episode. Today, country of origin is the top of mind. This came up in a couple of posts on different Facebook groups and other places where a lot of new entrepreneurs ask a lot of questions. And so let's cut through some of it. Now, the question that was asked was, hey, my product, country of origin, is China and It's an herbal supplement. It doesn't have the best reputation for Chinese production. Do I have to put on it? How can I get around this? And short answer is, It is legally required for you to sell your product in the United States for you to have the country of origin clearly marked. It is a legal standard. So I need to tell you, I am not an attorney. I am someone who's been developing products and working with large retailers and startups and company turnarounds for over 23 years. We have products that have been on Shark Tank, we have clients that get investor funding all of the time, and all of the packaging that my company, Products to Profits, does has been accepted by major retailers like Walmart and Target, Kroger's Grocery Stores, uh, Macy's, Zales, Helzberg, uh, QVC, HSN, and on and on without any changes. So, This is something that we know inside out. We've been doing it for a very long time. So please, you must have the country of origin on your package. It is a legal requirement. Your product will not be accepted by any major corporation for them to resell it without it. They will make you do it. Now, where do you put it? What should it sound like? How do you deal with the fact that oh, the country that you're making your product in has a bad reputation. Number one, you have to think about it like a consumer, right? That's the reason that the Federal Trade Commission and the Consumer Product Safety Commission are involved in protecting consumers, right? Consumer Product Safety Commission regulates this. And it's also the um, government entity for things like small parts warnings and testing standards of things. So it is required on the packaging. It's the, how you define packaging depends on the item, right? Packaging for clothing means the label. Um, Packaging for a computer accessory means on the box. You might wanna print it on the label on the back of the keyboard. So the standard changes based on the type of product. And also where you're gonna be selling it because what languages you need on your packaging is determined by the countries as well as by the retailer that may sell your product. So let's take Canada, for example. If you're selling to Canadian stores, the store may require that there's English, French, and Spanish on the package. The government may require just English and French. And how you put it on there varies too. So there's some complexities when you're selling in other countries and you're dealing with this. Um, One of our clients was getting her product in. We met her after she had already ordered the product, it was already actually being shipped to her. It had already been packaged and the product's on the boat, on its way to her. And it gets here and she's going to do a Good Morning America deal. And before she sends it to the buyer, I take a look at the sample, She shipped me one. And first conversation, I'm like, you know, you don't have country of origin on here, we have a problem you have to fix this. Here's how I'd recommend you do it. And she had to do some work on it. So there are solutions to this, but you really have to pay attention because your competitor can actually complain and have your product pulled if the if it makes it through the quality assurance of a retailer to even end up on the shelf. Usually they'll make you repackage it or re-sticker it or do something about it before they can even accept it. So it's a really important thing and it's a matter of knowing what you're doing. So how does this work? Um, you ca- If you have the product, like the gentleman with the supplements, and the country of origin isn't the best, right? You can maybe use some marketing language to boost the reputation, right? In this case, you know, China is known for herbals, it's known for its ancient healing systems and acupuncture. So you might wanna boost the reputation and take advantage of the fact that it's Chinese if you can do it in a cool way that actually supports the brand, that supports the product and supports the sales. If you can't do that and you're bringing it into the country in bulk, you could potentially say made in China, bottled in the US, right? You have to really check the regulations. So you'll see this sometimes if somebody is making a product or a company is making a product in China or Hong Kong or Vietnam or Korea, anywhere, right? Pick a country, India, and they want to take advantage of the cachet of having something to do with the US. So what they'll do is, like Apple does this, they say, made in China, designed in California, right? And they actually lead with the designed in California. And then they mention the made in China, right? So you can do things like that. It's the designed in California is not required. It is a marketing piece that they do, because they're manufacturing in China, and they want the cool factor. So you can look at at doing things like that. You do have to declare the country. And if your item is a kit and there's things made in different countries, you have to default to the one that is the predominant component, meaning it's the most expensive or has the most value percentage-wise of your wholesale price or your retail price. So there's definitely some things. Um, One other piece about this... That you need to pay attention to. There is so much talk right now about tariffs and trade wars, and and all of those pieces. The country of origin and the materials that you're making your product out of are related to the tariffs. Okay, so we're going to do an entire live Q and A session on Monday morning, um, June. Let's say that'll be. June 24th, Monday morning at 11 Pacific time, that's going to dive into some of the questions around tariffs and tell you what's actually happening with tariffs. It's quite surprising and shocking. And most people are not understanding this correctly and are getting some surprises. Um, And then many of the public, people in the public in the US anyways, think that things are happening that aren't and they think that everybody's paying the same and doing everything the same and they're not. So I really, really wanna dive into this with you. I'm going to put a link in the description of this podcast that will give you access to get on the list to find out the call-in information. We do these every other Monday and this one is so topical and so on point. I mentioned a couple of these pieces to somebody earlier this week And their jaw practically dropped to the floor with what they learned. And this is the actual experience of someone who's involved in importing products. I've been doing this for a long time. So we have a much clearer understanding than most people on the actual dynamics of import and of duties and tariffs and HTS codes and all of that. So please join us on Monday, June 24th at 11 a.m. for the live Call in version of the product business show, and we'll answer your questions. We'll be giving you the the real details, the straight truth about it. And uh, with that, everyone, I am so excited that you're here with us and that we get to serve you this way. Please listen to the additional episodes, share, like, comment. I read all the comments, I read the reviews, and the show is going gangbusters right now. So, thank you so much for. Joining us and for bringing your heart, your energy, your time to this and to the conversation. If you would like one of the uh, Turn Products into Profits books, we do still have the digital free download going on. So you can pick one of those up as well at turnproductsintoprofits.com. Again, turnproductsintoprofits.com. That's it. We'll see you next time on the next episode. You have just listened to the Product Business Podcast with me, your host, Amy Wenslow. Subscribe, review, and share our podcast on Apple iTunes, Podcasts, or Google Play. Until next time.